We have a mutual friend, I think. JR? Hadley? Uh, you know what? I, I sort of know him. Yeah. Uh, he's my client. Okay. Um, is he still a client? I think he is. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. We're going to get this thing started here in a few minutes. We uh, have an awesome guest today. This guy's doing a lot of different things. I'm excited to chat with him. Um, very successful individual. A lot of uh, plates in the air. Um, and, and so I'm just really excited to dig into this and, and see how he's pulling it all together. So we'll be, we'll be uh, starting this pretty soon. Oh, we're good? Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today, I have an awesome individual, like I said. Um, this podcast is to bring you stories of individuals who are doing great things, insights, uh, successful people, making things happen. And today's guest is Adam Sylvester. Uh, Adam is a successful business owner in Charlottesville, owns multiple companies, has his own podcast, and is just really making stuff happen. Um, excited to bring you on the show, Adam. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I'm great. Good to be here. Awesome. Great. Uh, Adam, so husband, dad of four, two businesses that you have going on. How do you keep it all together? That's a good question. Uh, sometimes I don't. It's a little <laughs> bit harder. Uh, honestly, life is, life is important, and I try not to let business dominate my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have nights where I stay up till 1 o'clock and do work and stuff, but I really I, I try to keep business um, in its proper place. Right. And so my wife is the most important. Uh, then my kids are after that, and then it's uh, then my business, and then work and church and family, all that kind of stuff. So I want to make sure that I'm not like just a workaholic. Because I don't want to be a workaholic. Yeah. A workaholic is not good. But I would be if I wasn't like really intentional. Right. So. Well, how do you keep, how do you, that, that's, a, that's an interesting state because most entrepreneurs that I know, they'll get into that groove and they'll just work, 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 work and forget everything else. Yeah. Right. So how do you keep that in line with, with what you're doing? And, and you're, you're running a, a lawn care, right? Charlesville Lawn, mm-hmm. uh, lawn care, right? Yeah. And then Charlesville Gutter Kings. Gutter Pros. Gutter yeah, pros. so I, so so Charles here, Charles Gutter Pros. Um, been married for twelve years. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, if I wasn't married and have a family, I probably would be a workaholic. I'm thankful for the way I, my family keeps me in check. Right. Right. And um, but like if single people out there listening, like you, 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 you need to have a life outside of work too. Right. Um. But so like, uh, you know, I, I have some unspoken things. Like I have two phones, <laughs> so that right. So I'm not getting texts from clients all hours of the day and night and at church on Sunday mornings and on Saturday mornings at soccer games. So I have some separation there. Uh, I have some, my, I have some natural th- uh, cutoffs like, you know, four o'clock comes around and, or eh, 4.30 maybe. Uh, I have like things I have to go do. I have to leave work right. and turn the lights off, turn the computer off and go. Right. Um, so uh, my work day is a little bit longer than I wish it was right now, mm-hmm. but that's just part of running business and it won't be that way forever. What do you see, where, where do you see it growing? And, and like, how, how did you, what I want to know is like, how did you decide to start these businesses? How did you decide to go in to be an entrepreneur for yourself, right? And, yeah. And, and grow into that. Because that's a big decision on um, where you are currently in life. I remember when I started, um, I was thinking about where I wanted to be in life and how I, how I wanted my life to look like mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do. And, and when I first started out, when I, when I graduated college, um, 
I was a strength and conditioning coach, right? Uh, I worked at the University of Memphis. I was a graduate assistant. I worked with the football team. I worked with uh, the men's baseball pitchers, and I also worked with the women's soccer team. Cool. Uh, when I was there, right, it was in Memphis. It was hot as heck. Um, muggy as all get out, right? And mm-hmm. when I left in the morning, and I had workout start at 6 a.m., I had to be there before that right. to get everything set up. I was waking up at 4 in the morning. It's a long day. Oh, waking up at 4 in the morning, making breakfast, walking out to my car. I literally would have to change shirts by the time from walking from my front door to the car door, mm-hmm. right? Because it was so muggy out there. It yeah. was miserable. It was July, August, September, mm-hmm. and it was just horrible. But uh, going to going going to the gym, working out, doing all that all day, and then realizing, man, this I I've, I I did my undergrad in all sports education or kinesiology and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm in here, I'm my graduate, and I, I've I, I really don't like what I'm doing. Like I turned my hobby of working out and lifting into a job and now I don't right, like it. Right. And now it's like, holy cow, what's, what do I do now? Yeah. Can I do anything else? Right. 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 Yeah. So how, how did, how did your, you know, progression, your story, how did that, how did, how did you come across doing what you're doing? So the difference between me and most people is everyone cut grass when they're little. It's just I decided to keep doing it. <laughs> so, so there was a there was a point at which I had to decide. I was it was uh, 2011, and I had everything broke down and everything was bad and bad 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 lawn care. And I had a, at the time I was dating my wife, and I was like, man, am I really gonna like double down on this and like fix the truck and fix the all you know all this money, or am I just gonna let it go? And mm-hmm. go do something else, and I decided to, to double down and, and do it. Right, and that was a big inflection p- point for me. I really decided, okay, this is this is my thing. Uh, it wasn't p- quite full time yet, but it was soon to be full time. Yeah, and I just decided, you know. And so then, about ten years went by. Did the lawn care thing for a while. Cut a lot of grass. Got a lot of grass stains. Had a lot of made, made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and then about three years, three and a half years ago, I was talking to a buddy down in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, Donovan. And he, he was doing big, big business, doing gutters, yeah. gutter, clean, gutter cleaning. And I was like, really? So I went down to visit him for a day, got, got there bright and early, uh, met him at Starbucks. He was basically in his PJs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I proceeded to follow him around for a day. Right. And gosh, he crushed it. His crew was awesome. They had to clean like 10 houses. They power washed a the house. They did gutter writing. They did underground drain flushing. They did all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? So, right. so I opened up a new business called Charlesville Gutter Pros soon after that. Okay. And uh, they're both vibrant businesses, uh, completely separate. There's no overlap whatsoever. I'm the only common denominator. Okay. Um, and then suddenly one day I woke up and I had two businesses. <laughs> and right. so I was double busy. And uh, it's, been, it's been a good, good ride. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Absolutely. And that's an awesome story. I love because when you – and this is one of the things why I want to do this podcast, right? I wanted to bring on entrepreneurs and, and show people – there's a lot of different options out there to make money. There's mm-hmm. so many different ways to make money out there that I think some people don't see or they, they, they got blinders on. They can't see the opportunities. And as you being an entrepreneur and I, I'm an entrepreneur as well, when you start, when, when you put this business together and you start making success, mm-hmm. you start seeing other opportunities that come up, right? Yeah. And so the world just starts to expand. Uh, where I think a lot of people uh, today in life, everything's starting to narrow mm-hmm. for them. Right, and as as an entrepreneur doing Especially stuff, you get older. Yeah, for sure. It, it's like, and it, and it becomes harder to make that change because now my identity is stuck to whatever I was, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's hard to you know 
remove yourself from that? Yeah. I think that uh, the entrepreneurial journey is uh, not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's for a specific um, a group of people that have a pretty strange uh, bent towards difficulty right. and, uh, and knows and just like a, it's a hard journey. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that the, the business owner, a good business owner is one who says, okay, I have a lot of weaknesses. I have a lot of weaknesses. And they're not, they're not secrets either. Like all my people know what they are and, yeah. and all that. Um, and, but there's a lot of people out there who are really strong in those areas of mine, yeah. but they don't have my, the entrepreneurial bent. So, so the, the beautiful business is a merger of those two things. Someone who's a genius as a middle manager, a genius technician, a genius dispatcher who wouldn't have a, who wouldn't have a job right. without the, the business owner, but the business owner wouldn't have a business without the genius de- dispatcher, dis- genius technician. And so there's this beautiful dance that happens with business where you're, you're getting people in the right seats in the bus, like Jim Collins says, and you create this wonderful thing. Right. Uh, what happened? What, the bad thing that happens when one person in that group thinks that they're more important than the other person, mm-hmm. and then it gets kind of, kind of dicey. But if you can if you can build a business when people who all appreciate their own role and appreciate every, everyone else's role, yeah. gosh, it's a beautiful thing. And that's building the team. That yeah. that that's putting together the team. That takes another skill set, right? Because right? yeah. we could have somebody that's really good in this, uh, you know. Uh, department right but maybe they're in the wrong seat mm-hmm. you know and, and maybe they need to be over here maybe yeah. they, you know there's just so many things and so many different avenues that you have to look at uh to make a successful business yeah go um and in the beginning you you are wearing all the hats every single one every single yeah. you're doing the marketing you're doing the work you're doing uh the invoicing you're doing right. collections you're doing all of that stuff the sales mm-hmm. so um what were some of the things that helped you in that journey grow, right? What did you hire first? What did you, what did, you know, what are the things that you delegated off uh, to help expand? So I tend, to, I, I tend to downplay this a little bit in my mind because it's been such a long time running. I, I don't really give it the value that it, it, it deserves, but it, I, I'll give the value now. Uh, I think it, I take it for granted, but I listened. There was one podcast I listened to since 2011, early 2011. Okay, it was an entree uh, leadership podcast by Dave Ramsey, and it was all about merging. It's all about like it's all about business. And it's all about merging entrepreneurship and leadership. Okay. Yep. And uh, I th- I think that podcast week after week after week, all the principles taught by those guys there. I think that tr- that transformed my mindset. It transformed how I w- went about making decisions. It, it helped me avoid a lot of pitfalls. I made a lot of mistakes, my own mistakes. But man, did I, I avoided so many right. because of the, that podcast and a few others. But man, I'm so thankful for that podcast. It's, it's a book too. It's a whole brand. But um, I think I think I I, I, the, the, I I wasn't afraid to let people. I wasn't afraid to hire people and listen to them. <laughs> I wasn't afraid to hire someone and say, Hey, what do you think? Right. I wasn't afraid to uh, fire a client who was lousy, uh, who was just disrespectful and terrible. I wasn't afraid to fire them. I wasn't afraid to say, hey, like, that's, you know, that's not good enough. We need to do it again. Um, so there were some things that I just learned early on that really makes the business tick, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and I, th- I think I, le- I did a pretty good job of learning from my, my, my failures because I made a lot of them. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think that... Um, because the, the, way I, the way I view it, I view that the podcast I listen to, I, I still listen to it every week for the last 10, 12 years, is a, just as a mentor. It's just a, it's a mentor. They don't know me, but I know them. Right. Um, and just a mentor uh, helped me tremendously. No, I, I, this is what I also think. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of technicians that think they can go out and do it their own, mm-hmm. do their own thing, because they can do 
I'm going to make an example, right? Um, they can, let's say they can cut their own grass. They can do that, right? I can cut grass. I do this for this, this guy right. every single day. But then, you know, they go off and on their own, and they, they don't know anything about the business aspect of it. And, yeah. and then they flounder. Where mm-hmm. within organizations that have the structure and have everything, they can actually grow and flourish. They can mm-hmm. grow into other opportunities. Um, but the thing with your podcast, I, I did the same thing whenever I was, when I was starting out. Um, I listened to, uh, when I was getting into the real estate industry, I listened to uh, Sean Terry. He's out of uh, Arizona. He's a huge wholesaler um, out there. And I literally would just drive with headphones in. And I would just listen to every show that he had and and, and just learned. And so that was my first mentor getting into um, the real estate industry. And it was very interesting how it, it all came apart. Like, we hear things one time and it doesn't necessarily sink in. Mm-hmm. We hear things a second time and go, hmm, okay, I still don't right. really understand it. But then you hear that thing third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, then you start to know it, yeah. right? And you then you can like conceptualize when you have your um, uh, when you have your experiences. You go, ah, mm-hmm. that's what it was. That yeah. that's why we do it that way, or you know, just different things. And I truly, I, I'm huge on mentorship, right? Uh, I am involved in multiple uh, groups uh, that with mentors and mm-hmm. basically guys that have done bigger than me. I always try to be the small fish in, a, in, 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 the, in the group mm-hmm. um, and, and learning from those guys that are doing way more than what I've done. And those guys inspire and then also teach, mm-hmm. right? And the same yeah. thing with your friend doing all that stuff down, down in uh, – that was doing the gutters, yeah. right? right? He inspired. He, oh, man, I can do this. And, and, and he taught you, you, you probably still call him and go, what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that's, that's a mentor. We can all have mentors. And I think, um, I think school did a very poor job of teaching us that um, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be all on your shoulders. You don't. Well, yeah, school school is all about don't don't talk to the other person. Right. Don't raise your hand. Shut right. up and shut up and, and and like. But that's not how life is. Not at all. Life is. Hey, come help me with this. I'll help you. You help me. Right. You know, farming. If you're a farmer, your your neighbor farmer helps you, and you help them. But that's real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. So you know, you have all that stuff and collaboration uh, and relationships, and, and they don't like. There, there's too many people out there also that I find doing business, and they just want that transaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want the transaction. I want the relationship. I could care less about this transaction. Let's do seven more, yeah. right? Or let's do 20 more. Let's do this for the next 15 years. Right. You know, that's what I'm looking at whenever I'm uh, doing business, yeah. right? So. Yeah, well, as a realtor, I mean, doing real estate, that is a very, very relationship-driven industry. Mm-hmm. Um, with our business, ours is is relational. There is a transactional part of it too. What I've learned though is to, I, I used to, there was, there was a point in my life where I would have thought one was better than the other. And now I realized, you know what, I can still, Amazon is the most transactional business I deal with. Right. I freaking love Amazon. Right. Right. So transactional is okay. Relational is okay. Uh, both, but both have to be done with excellence. You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, it didn't always, it probably wasn't always easy, right? How did you, you know, when, when you, what are the pitfalls that you were running into whenever you started growing these these businesses? Yeah, so uh, get, yeah, so early on with my lawn care business, it was uh, it is it was hard. There were um, you know uh, hiring people was hard, cash flow was hard at times. Do I buy brand new? Do I buy used? Mm-hmm. 
uh, how far out should we go? Like, what should our service area be? At one point, we were driving, like, North Standardsville, you know, to cut one lawn for 85 bucks. That's not a good idea. Right, <laughs> you know? right, so, right. So there were things like that where I was just like, man, but I don't want to let her go. She's like, you know, she's known my family for 30 years, and I can't let her go, right? But I had to. I right. had to I, if I wanted to build the business, I had to make some hard decisions. And so... Um, but yeah, like determining what your service radius is and, and making sure that you have enough cash in the bank to, to pay, to make payroll. Um, because like, ugh, I just hated the idea of hiring someone, um, flippantly Mm -hmm. and then be like, oh, so I can't pay you next month. I have to fire you three months later. That's terrible. I I don't do that. Right. Um, well, and go ahead. That, 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 that goes to show what type of business owner you are because then you're also building camaraderie and a team. And when you build a team, then everybody cares for each other right? Yeah. You can do way more. The culture that you're building, right? Yeah. So a lot of people miss that in building companies mm-hmm. is, right, uh, they just want to break, get people in and treat them like crap, but, but you're actually building a culture because now something happens, you got guys that got your back. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not the king of that. I could, there's a lot of room for improvement on that part, building right, the right culture and making sure that, um, and it's not all about making people happy either. Yeah. Um, I made that mistake too, where right. I, was just, I was so focused on being like the cool uncle right. that nothing was getting done well, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I hired somebody who was 400 pounds and he wasn't seven feet tall. He was short. Right. And because he had a driver's license. That, that's a bad standard. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you have a driver's license, you're hired. And so uh, that was a bad idea. And right. so I, I've come around to the point now where I'm more comfortable saying, hey, man, that's not good enough. Go back and do it. Right. Again. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, that's not how we talk to people. Right. You need to apologize. Right. Hey, man, that's not how we treat clients. Right. Hey, that's not okay here. That's not how we do it here. That's not how we do that's it here. Not that's not standard. how we do it here. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was scary to say that for a long time. I, was really, I, I didn't want to rock the bow. I wanted to be cool and comfortable and all right. that. But I, what I realized is like average leaders demand like very, not very much of their people. And great leaders demand much of their people. Right. And so do I want to be an average leader or do I want to be a great leader? If I want to be a great leader, I need to raise the standard really high and call people to that standard. And I need to be at that standard too. And um, otherwise, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I uh, I totally agree with you on that. It's 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 just interesting how like business and life and and this is for your kids too. Like we have we have standards and, and stuff with our kids. What what mm-hmm. we will allow, what we will accept, and yeah. we make them do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. You know why wouldn't we do that with our business? Because that's basically our baby as well. We want to make sure everything's you know doing what we want to right. happen, how we expect uh, it to be perceived and, and taken in as a, as a client. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the, 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 the parenting thing, is it, the metaphor, mm-hmm. it does come up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and uh, I, I heard a thing recently, about a couple, a couple years ago, I heard a thing that changed my life. And it was never let someone talk to you, or never let like, people that are direct to you talk to you in a way that you would never talk to your boss. Right. Or don't ever let your kids talk to you the way that you, if you wouldn't let, talk to that, someone else that way. Right. And so uh, I've gotten better at being like, whoa, 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 whoa. I would never say that to my boss. Right. So don't you say it to me. Yeah. Right. Or, hey, don't you ever talk to your mom that way again. Right. Ever. Yeah. Because I would never talk. You've never seen me talk to your mom that way. Yeah. She's my wife. Right. And so uh, I've, gotten, I've gotten better at, at like, strengthening that muscle of just... Essentially, like having a spine, a backbone, <laughs> is what, well, what it really comes down to. And, and it, but here, 
you know, we're not all born with that, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to not develop into that and become good leaders, yeah. right? Um, if you are born with it, it's, it's still immature, and you go too far that way, where you, where you scream and you raise your voice and it's out of control. Right. And so both people, whether you're born with it or not, or you're, you are born with it, you still have to ma- make it mature. Yeah. You, you have st- to, like, meet it halfway. Yeah. You, you, refine it. You can't be the iron fist and, like, rule over everybody and, you know. Right. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. That, 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 that doesn't flow well. Well, it, the um, so like, where do you plan with with what you got going on? Uh, and, and oh, we're not even talking about the podcast yet. Like, what are you doing with this podcast? How are oh you? man, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I have a really cool opportunity yeah. to uh, host this podcast called Masters of Home Service. Yeah, it's by Jobber. It's a Canadian company. Okay, and Jobber is a and Jobber is a CRM. Okay. It's a, a software, an app, uh, a robust app that we use to run our, soft, our, our companies. Yeah. So Charlottesville Gutter Pros has an account. Charlottesville Lunker has an account. And it's for scheduling, invoicing, quoting, j- dispatching, the whole nine yards, Le- lead management. Uh, it's a CRM. Yeah. And payments and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they <laughs> chose me, not really sure why exactly, but they chose me to host the podcast. Yeah. Which has been a tremendous opportunity. We did, we've done two seasons. Uh, the first season was 12 episodes. We filmed those in Nashville. And it's all about interviewing other business owners who, who use Jobber. Right. Um, and uh, to, to encourage and strengthen other business owners. Basically, it's, it's, it's designed to help businesses be more profitable and more efficient. Right. And, uh, and so after season one, it was, it was like so good for my business brain because I love talking about that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I've been told I have a knack for it at this point. And so it's been, it's been a really cool opportunity because, to be honest, I'm 35. Mm-hmm. At 35, unless you're really intentional, I don't do a whole lot of new things. Right. Right? Like, I'm not, it's not high school anymore. I'm not trying new stuff every day. I'm, right. I'm in my lanes, providing for my family. I'm doing my stuff, this uh, consistency. And so to have such a new thing where, like, I'm starting from scratch and learning this skill, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. So then we did season two out in uh, Las Vegas, which, yeah. was, which was awesome. Blue Wire Studios. We did 20 episodes. And then a bonus episode actually came up too. So we did 21. Okay. And uh, that, that season had some even bigger hitters in terms of business owners. Like bigger, most of them had bigger businesses than me, okay. which was even better for me because right. I got to sit down with 20 people and talk about business with them. Right. Uh, offline, at night, in the casinos, at the restaurants, I got to talk to them. So pretty awesome. Yeah. Really, really thankful for the opportunity. <laughs> like, oh. Really sweet. What are, some of the thing, what are some of the key takeaways that you... Uh, learn from just listening and talking to those other business owners that you can implement into your business. So, so generally speaking, uh, I've learned a couple things. G- generally, I've learned that uh, we're all on the same road. Like we, we've all had the same thing happen to us. Mm-hmm. We've all had the exact same problems, right? Just with different names on them, like different faces. But like the, we've all had people problems. We've all had cash flow problems, and so like, we're not alone, which is nice, right? Because it, it can feel lonely at the top. You know? As an entrepreneur, stand in your lane, doing what you're supposed to be doing to run your business. It's a lonely. It is a lonely road because it you're is. making everything happen, and then you got the kids and the wife at home, and you got to make that all happened. There's yeah. no time to, to reach out to any other entrepreneurs right. and business owners and have those connections and talk to those people. Yeah. You know? And there's something to be said. I didn't realize this. I didn't see this coming, but I have a, I have a pretty good, I'm thankful for the network I have in Charlottesville. I have, I have some good buddies who run good businesses. The Streamliners are one of them. And, uh, but it's, there's something to be said about having buddies that are in like Canada, in Washington State, in Texas, in uh, New Jersey, all over the place, yeah. who you, you, you fly in for the week and talk to them for a week and then you kind of fly away. Kind of like, like pen pals, sort of. Right. Just a to, totally different perspective. And, uh, 
Oh no, there's there's both was both is cool. Well, and that's I've done a pretty poor job in Charlottesville area with that as far as reaching out to other entrepreneurs locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but my network outside of Charlottesville is pretty strong. Is pretty strong. Yeah. Right. Because I go to these mastermind events. I go. I, I'm in these groups mm-hmm. that I talk to, like you said, business owners across the country, and we're sharing ideas. We're saying, "Hey, this is what's working. Yeah. Hey, have you ever thought of this?" And coming from different uh, perspectives, different businesses, different things that you can talk about, and it really like gets your mind going. It really mm-hmm. like gives you an idea. Oh, well, maybe I can do that. Or, and it also does this, that guy's doing that. I can do it. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's no way I cannot do that. Right. I I could be successful at this. So it really opens up your eyes to a lot of different things. Um, You don't always have to be the smartest out there to make things work. You just have the right strategy, the right to implement the right things uh, to make, make it go. And I heard a stat uh, this morning, actually on a podcast I was listening to that, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners are four times more likely to be dyslexic than like a normal person. Yeah. Just because the failure rate in, in middle school, elementary school, middle school, are, you know, are, is high. They don't, they can't read very well. They can't spell very well because they're dyslexic. And, uh, but man, can they like see a vision. Right. And it can, uh, and so like if, if they can, if they can refine that skill and mature that, like some of their, their sharp skills. Right. Uh, it's interesting to, to think about that. Like, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs are immigrants from different countries, and they, they come here and they're like, man, this opportunity is awesome. This right. country is amazing. Like, I could, if I can't succeed here, I can't succeed anywhere. Right. And so uh, it's cool to see the, the makeup of entrepreneurs. A lot of them are – they face challenges that the normal American hasn't. Yeah, I, um, I just never – I hated school. Yeah, I didn't want to be be yeah. there at all. I was always daydreaming about this or daydreaming about that, wanting to be in other places, mm-hmm. um, and, and never really even tried. I didn't really start reading books until after I graduated Same college. Here. Same here. And I was like, then I found business, and it was like, oh wow. What was the first book that you remember reading that um, you liked? That I liked, um, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. I was uh, so mine was too. Yeah. Mine, wa- mine wasn't Rich, Pad- Rich Dad Poor Dad. It was the Cash Flow Quadrant. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. So Rich Dad Poor Dad? Yeah. Oh, so I mean, yeah. That, that, was the, that was that. And then... Um, How, to win fl- How to Win Friends Influence People is one for me. Yeah. Um, Acres of Diamonds is mm. another one that I really like. I've uh, heard it's of that. a short read, it. but um, it, it, it talks about... Uh, if you don't know about it. It, it talks about this, uh, this guy... Um, he wants to go find riches, right? And he sells his farm and does all this stuff. And he goes chasing all around the world, trying to figure out where this next rich, uh, riches mm-hmm. are. And uh, it comes back to it. The guy who bought the farm uh, dug up, um, hit when he was digging in the farm, he dug up and he found some diamonds. And it was a whole mineral, uh, like right at his farm where mm-hmm. millions of dollars was taken out. So the the moral of the story was, hey, listen, there's there's a lot of opportunities right here that you're just not seeing. Interesting. You yeah. know? Um, and as a fresh out of college guy, that was like mind-blowing for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? All that stuff. I was like, yeah. man, what what is this? Like, why mm-hmm. didn't we, we read Shakespeare? We read poetry. Like, God, mm-hmm. poetry. Um, but I, I didn't have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. But now I, I, I buy books all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, let me read this one. Let's see what's going on yeah. uh, in, in things that I'm interested in. Yeah. I just never was interested in any of it. I just bought uh, six, The Six Geniuses by oh. Patrick Lanchoni. Okay. And uh, a buddy of mine. Actually, I bought it last week. 
And then my buddy Levi saw this morning at the plumbing supply store, and he told me he just finished reading it this weekend. Oh, yeah? And we didn't know that. I was like, oh, my gosh, well, I'm going to read it this weekend, and then we'll have lunch next week, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't get to read as much as I used to because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not disciplined to carve out time for it. But I do listen to a lot of books. Yeah. No, um, I, I do that, too. I, that's the quickest way. Yeah. I, I do a lot of listening to books uh, because that's, that's where we get our knowledge from. If we're just sitting there and we just turn I'm – I'm not a sports guy. I – I played college football, I, um, and then as soon as football was over, mm-hmm. uh, and as soon as I got out of um, being a graduate assistant, right, as soon as that, like, that ended in my life, like, yeah. I didn't, I, I stopped watching, like, I, I, I don't know who's on whose teams anymore, it just, yeah. it doesn't excite me anymore, and, it, I, and I can't talk about it, there's yeah. no small talk about it for me, Right. Uh, I just really don't enjoy it, Yeah. Um, so, it, it's, it, I've, all of my energy and interest has just gone to um, business and then also how to raise my kids so they're not spoiled and <laughs> right. that they have that drive to, to go out and do what they want to do, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. that's, what I, well, that's what I focus on. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, like, my family is so important. Mm-hmm. Your family is so important that if, uh, like if, if your business was taken away today, you'd be okay. You'd survive. You'd be really disappointed. But if your family was taken away today, you'd be devastated and you'd, you, you might not ever, ever recover, unfortunately. Right. So like, let's, let's make sure that we give the proper weight to those things. I'm con- like, so one thing that was really big for me when I, when I fresh out of high school, I did not go to college right away. I did, I did go to college, but later, um, I got right into sales, selling insurance with my parents. They have a big agency and it was great. I, it wasn't quite door to door, but it was, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. And I'd go in people's homes and sell life insurance and um, did that for about four years. I'd go to all these conventions and all the, you know, the big rings and all those, the fanfare and the, the, the celebrations and the, the prizes and plaques and million dollars a year and all this kind of stuff. And uh, over and over and over again, all I heard was like, yeah, I make tons of money, but my, my wife hates me and my kids don't talk to me. I'm miserable. Yeah. And as a 19-year-old, I was like, well, that's not what I want. Right. Over and over and over again. And so... There have actually been so so I made a decision then like I I don't want that yeah you know and I actually think that's that's actually a, a, to some degree that's a characteristic of our generation I think baby boomers were guilty of that right. more so than we are but we we personally I, I I tend to swing so far that I, I I'm a hard worker but there, there are times where I'm like I might. I have a hard time balancing that. Like sometimes I'm like, well, is it family or is it work? And my wife's like, it's work, go. You know? <laughs> but I just, I, I'm, I'm afraid of, of like losing my kids you know, yeah. over time and just being so focused on the wrong things. Well, we only have so much time with them too, right? right. You have you 18 know? years. Yeah. No, you don't even have that. That's true. You, know? you, you have, have a 13-year-old, so you know this. Yeah. It, 13, uh, he's he, pretty much yeah. who he is. Yeah. It, it's, and it's pretty cool. It's, it, it's, it's interesting to see um, the growth. It, and it's, but yeah, you don't even have that. They now they want to go do stuff with their friends. They want to do that now. Mm-hmm. Now now I'm just chauffeur. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But but I, I'm I'm being very aware of trying to keep that relationship open and doing stuff that he wants to do, and mm-hmm. so I can be involved, even if it's like nothing that I ever did. You know, so I'm not putting my beliefs on him. I'm letting him become his own man. Yeah, and I can kind of be there. So he he joined um, a karate. Um, Nice. Last, uh, it's been, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, so, year and a half. It's a year and a half. And uh, 
So we do that, he does it every single day, but I didn't do that growing up, Mm -hmm. right? But now I'm fully supporting him in that because he loves it. He loves doing it. Um, He's going through his belt test and all that, and so is the the nine-year-old. And uh, so that, like, I didn't know anything about it. So now I'm learning a completely new thing, right? Right. Um, Just so I can be in their life, and that's what I want, you know? That's, I want to be there. Um, But I did the same thing. When I was at Memphis, I, I was looking at it, and going, okay, I was watching the coaches. I was watching how uh, the whole programs across the country, not just where I was. This, is, this goes across the country. I never knew how much those coaches worked. Mm-hmm. Um, they are there all day long, all, like all the time. Yeah. And I was looking at that, and I was looking at strength coaches, and they're there quite a bit, not as much as the football coaches, but they're there quite a bit. But they're mm-hmm. also with every single um, every single. Um, sports team mm. and I was looking at it and going I do not want that as my life and, and I was 19 you know yeah, right. I was like this is not what I want like yeah. I don't I, I I can't go on vacation I can't do this it's all about this I, I and then I was like man this is my cap pretty much on how much money I can make mm-hmm. now now you're gonna tell me I can only cap it this much and if I want to make I think it was like 200 grand I had to be um, like in a huge program. I was going to take forty years old yeah. uh, to to get it there, and I would have zero family life, yeah. uh, the family life that I wanted, and raise kids and stay in a in a solid home because a new coach comes in, you're, the team, the coach will fire the whole squad, like <laughs> right. bring his whole group in, and yeah. so then you're off to another school, and then two years later that can happen, and, and it's just this right. continuous jump. And I see a couple of my, I have friends that are coaches, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is not the lifestyle that I wanted. I'm not saying it's not bad, but I'm just not the yeah. one that I wanted. Yeah. And so I was able to see that at that age too. And I was like, all right, what can I do to make money mm-hmm. and still keep the core here and build a solid foundation? Something I was thinking about recently talking about our kids and stuff, like you, you were saying, um, is like, think about how much my, specifically, I have a, my oldest is a son and I have three daughters. Um, how often does my son see me hanging out with my friends? Right. That's important to me mm-hmm. uh, because I want him to know that like I have friends, right. men have friends, you know, and um, that's not. Uh, I think the baby boomer generation tended not to have really, they didn't really have many friends, right? It was just a just generally speaking, and so uh, it, you know, yeah, and so like, but like I, I'm realizing I don't remember the last time Jackson saw me being buddies with my buddies, and so I I I want I want to focus on that. Right. The other thing was uh, so when we found out that we we're having a third girl mm-hmm. in uh, Independence Day weekend, we were at we were at Cuckoo uh, uh, Chew, which I love. Cougar Two is our favorite bakery in town. Okay, we, we walk there on Saturday mornings, and we 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 got like the paint. We got like a, we took them the card that told them the, the gender, right? And we asked them, and they, they they were like, "Oh my gosh, we will love to!" So they they baked this baked this thing for us, and we opened it up there. And when we found out that we had another girl, yeah, everything changed really like in that instant. And Ashley was like, "What do you mean?" I said before it was it was me and Jackson and and Ashley, my wife, and then two daughters, right? Yeah. But now we have a third daughter, and now it's just me and Jackson. Yeah. We got to be strong. And I felt like it just changed in an instant. And so the next morning, I woke up Jackson early at like 6 a.m., and I was like, Jack, you want to go fishing? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. I want to have those moments right. over and over and over again. Yeah. And Because um, those are the moments that we remember. Absolutely. Those are the moments that, at least I think, those are the kind of moments that give you the relationship into adulthood. 
that I so desperately want. Yeah. That I that is so easy for me to let go and just a day goes by and I haven't done that kind of stuff in a while. But man, I, I really want to be that that dad who who cultivates that early. You know. Yeah. No, I think it's very. It's not important. easy, but it's worth it. Oh, it's an investment. Yeah. Because you want to invest, you want to be friends with them when they grow up, right? Right. Uh, you, you want them to like like you. Yeah. You, you know, you want yeah. them to be like, you know what? He was he was a he was a good dad. Like he provided for me. Right. No one cares about that. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, they don't care. He's right. ten. Yeah. Exactly. They care that you were with them. So I'm preaching myself right now. I'm preaching myself. Those well, are the things that I'm thinking about on a daily daily basis. Well, I, I think about it too. My nine year old will um, sometimes will grab my hand to like hold my hand to walk across the street, and I'm yeah. like. Is this the last time? Right. You know? Exactly. I, I actually think that. And I like, when he grabs it, I'm like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Is this the last time? Is this, is this it? Yeah, our kids do so many annoying things. Right. That if our perspective is wrong, it's annoying. But if our perspective is right, we cherish those moments. Yeah. But when we're tired and we just don't feel like it, we forget that like, our role is, our, is to be the dad. And yeah. that's what dads do. But man, our, our flesh is so weak. We're so tired. Ugh, I just don't want to hold your hand. But right. man, you got, yeah, I totally relate to that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So uh, luckily we have the one-year-old, so I know it's not, I, I got a long time until yeah. <laughs> that's, that's going to end. Yeah. Uh, at least another nine years, hopefully. Um, but uh, it's exciting um, with, with everything that, that life brings us, right? Indeed. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's super open. Adam, thank you, man, for, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been an honor. I learned a lot from you. It, it's really exciting to, um, to hear what you got going on. Like, how do people get in touch with you, you know, with your gutter and with your lawn businesses? Uh, what, 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 where do they get in touch with you? How do they do business with you? Uh, all that. Yeah. So, uh, People can find me at adamsylvester.com. The okay. links to my companies are there. They can also just Google them. But. Okay. So if you want like a lawn care quote or a leaf removal quote right now, yeah. or snow clearing in the, winter, in the winter, just go to our website, sevalawncare.com. Uh, submit the form. It's simple. Yeah. We'll reach out. We'll send you a quote. You can prove it online. It's all online. It's all digital. Payments online. No checks. It's super easy. Uh, the, the quote will come to their phone in a text. Like It's really, really yeah. streamlined. Uh, if they wanted like a gutter cleaning quote, this is the time of year to get your gutters cleaned. Right. Gutters cleaned, repaired, installed, uh, drains. We do all that stuff. All things gutters. Okay. Uh, SeavilleGutterPros.com. Uh, I'm proud to say that we're almost at, at 450 uh, five-star reviews on Google. Nice. We're, we're getting close. We're going to hit by the end of the year. Nice. Um, and so if they want to quote, do that. And we'll, send, we'll, be, we'll probably call them as a follow-up just to get, get a little more information. Okay. And then uh, give them a quote, get them booked. There's also, Gutter Pros has an online booking on the website. So that, they can actually go in and just book it and never even call. Okay. And get a spot next Thursday if they want oh, to. Oh, that's sweet. Well, not next Thursday because I think it's giving <laughs> yeah. day. But like, they can look in the, in the calendar and see what, what our availability is and just choose a slot, like Calendly or something. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll show up. It's pretty awesome. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, so they can use that. But uh, yeah, adamsylvester.com, search the companies, love to serve them. Awesome. Guys, you heard it. Adam, it, go check out his companies if you guys want lawn care, gutters done. Check out his podcast as well. It's pretty cool. I was watching it earlier today. Uh, he's interviewing some pretty cool business owners on there. Um, and if you're in business, I, 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 a lot of, I think a lot of people can learn stuff from that. Yeah, well. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Well, cool. Uh, again, Adam, thank you. Guys, like, share, comment on this. I uh, really appreciate you guys. Um, And we will do it again next Thursday. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kyle.